This is the Ancient Texan with some thoughts for the new year. Truth. Truth is hard to find. And I think it's hard harder to find now than ever. Us humans don't really <clears throat> have a way to find truth. Uh, I think the possible exception to that is people that are trained as scientists or engineers. Uh, an engineer that can't find truth when he builds his bridge it falls down mother nature says nope you did not understand the basic concepts behind the strength of materials and possibly you didn't understand forces the calculation of forces and see how that stacks up against the materials you're using in the design so, engineers deal with reality perhaps more than any other group I know of. Because um, people expect their bridges to stay up. If they don't, um, pretty soon they're not considered a good engineer and they don't get to design any more bridges. Scientists, it's a little bit of that way, too. They, they don't learn from their experiments and lead themselves to the truth, and they forever do experiments that don't work. Been there in both those cases with things I've engineered that have gone bad. And experiments that went on for years without success so an engineer learns that what they believe there's very little connection to belief and reality they don't have to be connected at all we make up a story in our head that's consistent with our biases that kind of fix, fits the facts that we've chosen to look at and we march off and declare that the truth. People are doing that with the vaccines right now. Somebody's given them a story. They've modified a little bit and decided they're not getting the vaccine. I think that's insanity, but I can understand why People have other stories in their head that's different than mine. And I don't really want to argue that case. What I want to talk about is, <clears throat> this is probably the greatest period in history, or the hardest period in history, to find the truth. We've never been good at finding the truth. 
You know, if you look at all of Christianity, we've, out of thousands of stories, we've, you know, about Christ and folklore that was passed down. We condensed it into, you know, a few dozen versions of the story. Most of those people believe in their versions, correct? Baptist, Catholic, whatever. They got the best story. So we kind of start off, a lot of us, with a story about religion from like our earliest days. We're exposed to stories and told to believe them that have very little credibility, very little evidence of being true, and, you know, 70-80% of our country claims to be Christians and believes that a lot of those believe, I don't know what percentage, that Christ was the Son of God and He was resurrected. A lot of them don't. They have a different story. But that's kind of the framework that we start out in this country with a story that, uh, to me, is obviously, you know, just a myth. Sounds like he was a good, good man, and a lot of his teachings are really pretty incredible. The kind of love your neighbor thing is... If... All those people that believed in his resurrection and also believed and carry out the love of the neighbor, I think that'd be a good trade-off. So I've got no problem with the man, and I don't. And I understand people make up stories, and that's that's the myth of the myth of the the millennia, the two millennia, or something. Unless, of course, you're a Muslim or a Buddhist or a Sheikh or, you know, some African tribe. So we start off with stories that are untrue from birth. My mom once at Christmas time, this seems kind of appropriate. I was up old enough, I don't know what that was five, six years old. I was a pretty bright kid, so I expect it was early. I had figured out that Christmas um, was your parents, but my brother was three years younger. Alex. He still believed in Christmas, but he was starting to ask questions. So it's probably... I was probably more than that. I was probably... nine years old and he was six years old whatever but he had started asking questions that kind of tell he was suspicious of this whole Christmas thing and of Santa Claus and he asked my mom pretty point blank is you know Santa Claus real is Santa Claus you know you and dad and my mom said yes we're Santa Claus And I asked her later why she said that. She said, well, he's going to find out that 
Santa Claus is not real sooner or later and then he's gonna remember that I told him that Santa Claus was real and then she's gonna he's gonna wonder about Jesus and wonder if he's real and the stories we tell and she said I don't want him to think <clears throat> that the stories we tell about you know the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus are real and get it confused with religion I think it's kind of ironic that in her mind she definitely believed that resurrection myth was true and that God was watching and you know there's a personal God that answered the prayers and all that and she didn't want to get those stories mixed up the true stories from the untrue stories well in the in the past you know stories got kind of passed around from neighbor to neighbor and didn't have many new stories coming in. Farmer down the street, raised the same way you were. Had the same stories. But now, we still have the same abilities with stories, but we're bombarded by stories. Some people can tell a really good story and make you believe it. My brother was that way. He could look you in the face and tell you a lie. (laughs) And tell it like he was insulted if you weren't going to believe it. Which was useful in getting his way on a lot of stuff. I don't see him doing that since he got older, but he did it a lot when he was young. But I would say most of the people that are telling stories, like if it's a vaccine story, and you know, they believe that Bill Gates is putting small chips in those shots and going to program you later. Um, I think most of the people making up the stories aren't able to tell what the truth is and truth I I think of as being a you know more true than something else and some things are you know the problem I look I'm a probability guy like if you're an expert witness in a in a court if you believe when they ask you a question if you believe the odds are 51 percent in one direction or the other and you take that as a position that's legally, you know, the opinion of an expert. He only has to be 51% confident that what he's saying is true, which is really weird, but I would (laughs) think would have a little higher criteria, but I had some training in being an expert witness, and I've done that a few times. But we are a country that doesn't, we're a country, we're a world 
that has very poor tools about how to tell the probability of something being uh, the best representation of the truth. That's kind of a messed up sentence, but there is no absolute truth about anything. Truth is our current level of knowledge. In science, we call that our theory of evolution, our theory of the atom, meaning it's the best story we have with all the evidence we've collected that explains most of what's going on and that is as accurate as us limited humans can be at this point in our evolution. Even that kind of talk, I mean, I'm half of you turning off the podcast right now. But we simply do not have the tools. Um, they're not taught to us. Uh, critical thinking. Like I've never sat down and looked at what people are calling critical race theory, but I notice it's very close to the term critical thinking. And I wonder how actual much critical thinking is involved. I'll have to look into it one of these days. But we simply are not taught. Almost no one's taught. And even scientists that are taught to use a scientific method, which is a method of of trying to come up with the most accurate statements possible, not really the truth, but our best level of understanding, often do not take those into their ordinary lives and apply that discretion to what happens to them. So we live in a world with social media that's bombarding almost every individual. I mean, there's, I don't know what the magic number is. I don't have the data, but, you know, maybe 90% of the people are connected one way or another and they have social media bombarding them. Those other 10% have friends that are bombarded by social media. Without the tools, without the discretion to sort through the nonsense and pick you know, the few cherries. So, lacking that ability to, I'm going to call it, find the truth, even though I've kind of qualified what I mean by the truth. Lacking the skill to find the truth, I think we're in very precarious situation. I think Trump was a master of telling a lie, something he knew he would, that wasn't true, and he just repeated over and over and over and over again until we believe it, or until many of us believe it. But I think the whole, I now think 
both sides. I still think the Republicans are doing a better job at telling their stories than the Democrats are at telling their story. But both sides are doing a pretty good job of making up stories by cherry-picking the facts, putting it out there. And I don't know if I think a bigger threat to our democracy is from and the world's future is from nuclear weapons are from stories. And even the nuclear weapons, when we finally do use those, will be based on some story or stories that are probably not true or at least very biased. So I think in this new era that we're going into, this new year, I would really like for there to be a discussion on how do we find the best truth out there to explain what's going on. How do we learn to identify our biases? How do we learn to recognize a story that has no feet to stand on, no legs to stand on? Probably no feet either. How as a nation, how as a world, do we get better at identifying the truth, the theory of the moment that best explains all the facts and does the most good for our planet. Because I really don't think we can make good decisions until we learn to identify and sort out the facts which are really one piece of evidence in a story that you're making. Because it's not even possible most of the time to clearly identify a fact because you always choose in that fact what information to include and what information to exclude from your fact. So facts are a whole nother discussion, but they're, they're just a, you know, the, the real facts are the real evidence, the physical evidence, which is usually the, the easiest to get correct or get a higher percentage of truth. Um, what we call the facts on the news is usually an editorial bias statement that surrounds a few pieces of evidence, and we call that the facts. So even, you know, identifying the facts. Uh, used to do failure analysis. And the guy that taught me was actually pretty good at doing failure analysis. And would do a section of the report, the evidence, or the facts. Then would get into a section of the report where we're doing a little bit of... of 
kind of extrapolating on the facts and putting together a story about the failure analysis we're doing. And that would deviate a little bit, you know, further away from the evidence. And even when we use evidence, like reportedly, the client reported that so-and-so. That was, we kept real careful that that's not actually the facts. That's kind of started to deviate away from the facts. Or reportedly, or probably. And the time we got to the discussion at the end of the thing and recommendations, um, we're getting kind of in a free-for-all about, you know, what we think's going on. And then we got to recommendation, would say, based on the evidence and the discussion uh, presented, we'd recommend so-and-so. And we were really careful that, you know, we had a big disclaimer statement saying that if, you know, any of the evidence later is, you know, shown to be, you know, incorrect, our facts are screwed up, or, you know, what was told to us is not true, then there's no, then we reserve the right to change our opinions and recommendation. We also had an opinions, opinion section right before the recommendations. But that was a very good job on teaching me how to sort out the different levels from fact to theories to opinions to conclusions and see the whole rainbow of what people usually just refer to as the truth. Some recognizes their story about the truth. But we haven't been taught how to separate this rainbow of evidence that it that goes from, you know, it's 90% likely to be true to 10% likely to be true. And then this story weaved together that <clears throat> properly weights all this different evidence to come up with the truth. So, I'd really like us this coming year to start talking about how do we find the truth? Where do we find a journalist that paints his words with the different nuances of how good his information is. Some people do it better than other. People like New York Times, Washington Post, uh, Wall Street Journal do better than most, but I think they've kind of slowly moved away from writing things carefully. Anyway, this is the Ancient Texan, hoping this next year we start having some discussions about finding the truth. Have a good one. Happy New Year. Namaste.
Yo, this is the Ancient Texan signing off. An earthling that believes we are all part of a world wide web. We are all part of us. There are no thems. Namaste.